What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devante. With your boy Devante, episode 42. Welcome, 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 guys. Listen. Oh my god. I am hung over. Do you hear me? I am literally <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious as hell. Like, let me tell you, my week has been long. Right. Week is week has really been long, you know what I'm saying? But it's been a great one, you know. Um Y'all know how I really, really downplay Grand Rapids a lot, you know. And it's it is sometimes a little personal bias. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a joke, sometimes it's not, but it's it's, it's a little bit of personal bias. I'm not afraid to say that. You know what I'm saying? Um but let me just tell y'all how uh Grand Rapids came showed up and showed the fuck out do you hear me shout out to the caribbean summer jam uh three um so went to the caribbean summer jam uh here in grand rapids shout out to 616 production and experience gr um oh it was amazing um i haven't really gotten you know i've been working so hard uh, or just working hard, period, you know, um, just being moderate in the crib, you know what I'm saying, not really going out and everything like that, so basically, I was just like, you know, I want to go, but I, well, ain't looking right, but you know, my boy was like, let's go, I got you, don't worry about it, I'm like, cool, let's get it, man, man, listen, I can't say a lot over the mic, okay? But what I can say is uh, y'all showed up and you showed out, okay? I was lit to the T, to the whole T, to the whole cross it and come down with it. I'm telling you, I was, it was amazing. Um, And to see so many familiar faces in there just having fun, living it up um it, it was it was a great great time so shout out to experience gr and 616 for coming through um they had christian keys in the building they had um i think they were supposed to have erica mena in the building um but i don't think because i went up actually to the stage um because it was actually in 20 monroe live shout out to 20 monroe um and actually when you go in the building you can literally just go straight up to the stage. So, um, yeah, you know, Christian came out. And then I don't think Erica Mena really came out. Y'all know how Erica Mena is. But, you know, we're not going to go there. But love you anyway, Erica Mena, uh, if you came or not. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I seen you the whole night. I got there pretty pretty early. You know, I got there about 1030. It started at 9, you know. You know us, we're we not going to get there until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock anyway. You know, we're going to turn up at the crib first and then uh, come there because, you know, drinks was expensive. But I was lit. I needed that to loose, loosen my body, loosen all this tension in, 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 in my neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just needed to let this go. But, man, do I have a hangover today? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, I got so lit, but I had so much fun. Had so much fun, so much fun. But I couldn't leave y'all without a podcast today. I couldn't leave y'all without a podcast. I I, I literally couldn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I couldn't do that to my listeners, to my fans, 
right? To everybody that listens around the world, you know what I'm saying? I love you. So I could I couldn't just leave you like this. Like I did this to myself, but I still gotta work. You know what I'm saying? I still gotta push through. You know, so we have a jam-packed show for you today. A really, 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 really good show today. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot, man. We're going to be talking. We're going to recap last week. Uh, oh, we definitely going to recap last week. Uh, <laughs> last week's episode. Um, we're going to talk about Floyd and 50. We're going to talk about Demi Lovato. Uh, we're going to talk about OBJ. Uh, we're going to talk about Papa Johnson himself. We'll get into that. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, Nia Wilson, uh, rest in peace to her. Um, we're going to talk about, talk about Grab. Um, Grab is, um, Grand Rapids area for black businesses. We're going to talk about that. Had, uh, was honored and humbled to, um, go to one of their events, five year anniversary of their launch. So we're going to be, um, shouting them out a little bit. Um, we're going to be talking about not all heroes wear capes, guys. You know what I'm saying? Not all of your superheroes were capes, and I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Now, y'all know I haven't really gotten to any type of reality shows in like the last maybe 10, 12, 15 episodes, right? And I really wanted to see what Love and Hip Hop Hollywood was about because my girl Kate Michelle was coming back. But I'm going to talk about that as well. And for the second half of the show, we have a special guest coming on the show. We're going to get a little serious. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of I'm going to be talking with my uh, my boy Motif, um, a.k.a. Garrett Riley. Um, he is a poet, musician, artist, writer, um, all-around talented individual who last year was um, wrongfully done as most, per usual, as most black men are or per usual as most minorities and black people are. Um, by the police. And there's a video that I will be sharing as well um, that we'll be talking more about that. So he'll be coming on for the second half of the show and we'll be talking about that more and, you know, getting his interview, see where his head is at, um, what was his stance at that time, what was, you know, running through his mind at that time. So we're going to get that interview for the second half of the show. So let's get straight into the show, first of all. So let's let's shout out, let me just shout out um the Grand Rapids area for black businesses. Um I was humbled enough to go to their fifth anniversary um celebration um in Grand Rapids and or downtown Grand Rapids and um it was amazing. Um meeting so many black individuals who are low-key just starting from the bottom up, you know, um, Daddy's Doe is in the building, um, oh, which Daddy's Doe, shout out to Daddy's Doe, is our MVP of the week, we'll be talking about them too, sorry, but, <laughs> um, you know, we had Daddy's Doe in the building, you had your, you had your, um, woman, uh, who was literally making, um, oh, she had, like, you know, black, um, mannerisms or like um our vernacular black vernacular on like pins you know stay woke uh, i'm black and i'm proud you know things like that you know on water bottles and everything um you had um truth and gold there um you had uh shout out to george uh, you had um you you had so many vendors there that was amazing and then you had so many um just 
you know, the, the the networking part of it was just amazing for me. I love going to networking events and just networking with people. Um, and when, when we talk about networking people, we just don't sit here and just say, uh, you know, um, networking is just not, you know, handing your business cards to everybody. Networking is actually, you know, going into the room and just making your presence known. Like, hey, how you doing? Um, who are you here with? You know, just, just, just mingling and talking and, you know, making it make, makes sense and making it natural and um it was just a, a beautiful sight to see all those black beautiful faces in the room um just supporting everybody and everything so shout out to grab um on your fifth year anniversary uh we'll be looking I, i'll definitely be looking at you guys for more information and everything for the next events and everything so shout out to grand rappers man it, listen y'all been on it this week especially my uh my minority brothers and sisters y'all been on it this week do you hear me Okay, grab and then the Caribbean thing. Oh my God, it was amazing! Like y'all, y'all came out. Oh, and then NWA came to Grand Rapids, so it was lit. Like black people flooded Grand. Rapids. I don't listen. I've never seen that many black people slash minorities in black in Grand Rapids at that one particular time. It it made me feel so great. Like it made me feel. Oh, these are my people are here. Like y'all been hiding. Y'all only so so my thing is y'all only come out when it's big events for real. You know what I'm saying? When it's old school events or the Caribbean thing. Like y'all only come out when you want to or when you when it feels best. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. I get it. Cause it's not a lot of it's not it's, it's not a lot in Grand Rapids to do. And I get you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't go to the Bob every night. I mean you could, but that's not really fun. You know what I'm saying? You Gardella's, Hopcat, um, Tin Can. I've been to them all. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't keep going to all these bars every weekend just to sit here and be like, oh, ha, this is fun. No, not for real. But that Caribbean Summer Jam, though, I'll be there next week. I, next week. Wow. I'll be there next year. Do you hear me? I'll be there next year. It was lit tea. So shout out to Grab. Um, shout out to Grab for just, you know, um, sitting here and putting, uh, placing a foundation for Black-owned businesses to flourish here in Grand Rapids. Shout out to y'all. Um, we're going to be talking about, let's talk about breastfeeding, right? Because, oh, y'all know breastfeeding has been a big, 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 a big problem, quote unquote, in our, in our country as of late. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, but breastfeeding is now legal. Um, open breastfeeding is now legal in all 50 states. So you cannot sit here and say, lady, put your titty up and stop feeding your child. Shut up and let her feed your child. You can't say that shit no more. Because now it's legal. Open breastfeeding is now legal. And why do people have a problem with it? Like, I don't mind seeing your titty. Let's listen. What, what's the problem? Like, it, first of all, it, it shouldn't even worry you none. Right? You, 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 it shouldn't even worry you none. First of all, that baby is hungry. Okay? The baby is hungry and that baby needs some milk. That baby needs to, to eat. Okay, so why are we sitting here so worried about somebody's titty milk going into somebody else's mouth? I'm just trying to understand because it was never a problem. 
I thought it was super, I thought it was just natural. You know what I'm saying? I was never, I think I was breastfed for like two weeks. And then my mama said, hell no. I think I, I think she told me I bit her titty. And I <laughs> and she was like, no, no, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. This ain't, I was never, I was never a Gerber baby either. Like I could never do Gerber, like fuck Gerber, everything. But breastfeeding is not illegal. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna clap for that real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's legal now, you know. Like it should it it shouldn't have been a problem as so many people made it to be. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how much shit is now the norm out here? You know what I'm saying? Like breast. First of all, breastfeeding was was the norm. You know what I'm saying? I've I, I seen it beforehand. You know what I'm saying? We were just like, oh my god, why are you breastfeeding? Because she has to feed her child, and obviously formula don't work. So if the titty milk work, then the titty milk is going is is what she gonna provide for her baby. So shut the fuck up and let it happen. You understand what I'm saying? Like why why are you so mad? Why are you so upset? You understand? Cool. So shout out to breastfeeding actually being legal now in all fifty states. You understand what I'm saying? Like nobody should question anybody. Well, I mean, I know it's still gonna happen. I know you should. Not. You shouldn't be doing well now. It's not, it's, it's now going to be you shouldn't be doing that instead of you can't do that, right? Because now it's legal, and now people are going to say, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that, you shouldn't be breastfeeding, you shouldn't. Okay, shut up just because you can't breastfeed, okay? Um, so off the breastfeeding topic, real quick, Papa John, y'all. So Y'all remember Papa John. I used to work for Papa John. You know what I'm saying? Who, who? I remember working for Papa John back at grand, my undergrad days. I was a student manager, right? I worked there for two years. And when I tell you that was probably, even though it was hell some days, it was probably one of my most favorite, favorite, favorite jobs, period. Because it wasn't because of, like, the food or anything, because the food was disgusting. Um... It was about it was because of the coworkers I worked with. You know what I'm saying? Like the coworkers that I had, they were cool as hell. You know, we would I can't tell y'all what we did. <laughs> but you know, we would party, we would have fun, we would just, you know, drink, smoke, do whatever. Like we would just have fun. It, it would just be a, a bonanza of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it it would just be so much fun. But now now you know Papa John. You know, if you don't know what Papa John has done, you know, he's suing, he's suing his company, right? He's, he's, Papa John is suing his company right now. And if you don't know, let me, let me, let me, let me give you a little history over the past couple, about a year or two, you know what I'm saying? So if you remember when the protesting and everything started happening with Kaepernick and everything, you know, the one knee, you know, and everything like that, um, Papa John made a, a statement basically saying that, you know, because of these protests and because of all the 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 kneeing, the one knee um kneel down uh when the uh when the national anthem was happening, the kneeling down with the one knee, um his his pricing went down or his his ink his profits, there we go, went down. And that sparked a whole life, you know controversy you know saying like oh these protests are 
you know, basically putting your profits in shambles. Like, we don't give a fuck. And we really don't, because to be frank and honest, most most of, of your clientele who eats Papa John's is white folks. I know nobody black. Trust and believe me. There is no real black person that eats Papa John's for real. Not 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 consistently the way white people do. I'm telling you now. Telling you now. I've worked in Papa John's two and a half years. It is n- new. Black people only get pizza or at least Papa John's for show when they literally are like drunk. You understand what I'm saying? Or they're under the influence of marijuana. Like that. That's how. That's set up like papa john's you just not gonna say oh let's go get some papa john's what Ugh, no we're not about to go get no de- hold up we you want to go get papa john's from what what no we're not going to get no damn papa john that's disgusting hell no so then papa john um you know his his sales went down after that and you know, he didn't step down as CEO until it was reported um, that allegedly he used the N-word over a conference call. And he admitted to using the N-word and the uh, his board asked him to step down as the chairman and the face of Papa John's. And he did. He stepped down and everything like that. He, you know, took a step. <laughs> took a step. <laughs> but, excuse me, Jesus, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm tired. I'm telling you, I'm trying to get my life together. I ate some nuggets. I'm burping all ridiculously and shit. But <laughs> um, he he said the N-word. You know, they asked him to step down. And when he stepped down, he's now in the position where he's suing his company. Because he didn't, he feels like he should not have stepped down. And he, like the investigation should have been, um... How was it put? The investigation should have been more thorough in 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 what happened. Um, I'm just sitting here like, yo. Um, I, I, you know, Papa. Um, I'm a. You you just gotta chalk up this ale, okay? You just you just have to chalk up the L and um know that you fucked up. You know there is no thorough investigation on this. You know, you said the N-word. You, you, first of all, you said what you said, you know, about your profits being down when nobody really liked Pop Johns anyway. So you said what you said on that. Then, you know, you you blurted out the N-word over a conference call, you know, you just don't do that. So you know the 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 company they already know how the media runs, you know what I'm saying. In in our day and age now, any as soon as you say something, if you are a public figure in the face of America, anything that you say is going to literally be microscoped and minimized. They're going to look at you. You're the face and chairman of Papa John's. You didn't think nobody was going to sit here and say that. You didn't think nobody was going to sit here and be like, yo, we can't have that. Did you not? Okay, so you must not have learned from Roseanne after your second encounter, right? Because you said the N-word after Roseanne got canceled. 
Yeah. So you should have called Roseanne and been like, Roseanne, hey, should I say this? I don't think I should. You know? Um, Speaking of Roseanne, off topic for a minute, Monique sat here and defended Roseanne. I think I'm gonna get on. I, I think that's another topic for another day. You know, I'll I'll, I'll get into that probably next week. But anywho, I don't think there should be a thorough investigation. This investigation is over. I think you should step down. I think it should be a. Um, I don't even think it should be a thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think you should be suing your own company because you feel that you are basically entitled to being your chairman now of course you built this from the ground up and that's fine but you put your company in a bad pickle you understand what i'm saying you put your company in a bad situation to the point where you are now like they're asking you okay you have to step the fuck down when i get my board of trustees or my board of directors and i do something out of pocket it should be like, okay, bro, you're going to take a leave of absence. You know what I'm saying? Because we're here for the betterment of this company. You're right. Got you. Boom. Let me go. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand that. And it's okay, Papa. Don't sue yourself. Don't sue yourself. Right? Don't sue you. Okay? Don't sue you. Right? Just just, just let it happen. You took an L. You took an L. Just like Drake took an L with Pusha. Just, it's over. Okay? You took this L. Let it go. All right, so let's talk about the NBA offseason. You already know I love talking about the NBA offseason. So not a lot has happened, um, you know, in the NBA offseason. Um, but I'm really excited for this new NBA season to start. I don't, I don't know why I'm, why I'm. I, I think because I see so much potential in what's happening. Um, Basically, Carmelo was probably going to the Houston, uh, Houston Rockets. If not, he's already there. Uh, like I said last week, I don't see Houston, even with Carmelo coming out of the West, even going to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I don't see it. But they'll maybe make it work, hopefully. It's just Carmelo has to get his body together. His body is not in order. Like, Bro, Dwayne Wade got a three got offered a three year deal, twenty five million dollars to play overseas in China. Lamar Odom is now playing overseas in China. You understand what I'm saying? Like Dwayne Wade knows that he's not the Dwayne Wade from back in the day, but he keeps his body in shape. You understand what I'm saying? Like he keeps his body in shape. He still work. He works out with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? PB and J. Period. You know, and it's like. You can't sit here and have this ego where you're sitting here like, okay, bro, I'm my man's over here. He balling. I'm still that go-to like him. No, you're not. Y'all are on two totally different. Like, y'all may have been on the same playing field when y'all were playing maybe your first three, four seasons. He elevated over you after a after a uh, 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 maybe after about two seasons, and then it and then it left. It, it he 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 sprinted and ran past you. It was it was a wrap. So now you have to be that six man, Carmelo. You can be that six man of the year. First of all, do you know how many awards you could win this year? 
If you literally sat here and played your role and did what you had to do, because I know you can put up 2025. Easy. Easy. Secondary. Easy. Period. But you're not a you're not a starter anymore. I'm letting you know that as a fan to you, my brother. As a fan to you, been watching you since 03, damn near since your days in college. You feel me? At Sy- Syracuse, right? Was it Syracuse? I think it was Syracuse. I, I might be wrong. Let me look it up. Hold on. I think I think it was Syracuse. Carmelo. I think it was Syracuse. But since your days there, bro, like, yeah, you were the go-to. But, bruh, you, you're not there no more. It's not happening. And, and you got to understand that. You, you got to know that. Like this is this is not what it is. You're not there anymore, my guy. You're you're not. And it's okay. You understand what I'm saying? It's okay. Where do you play? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to make sure I, I'm trying to make sure he went to uh went to Syracuse. He did, so he went to Syracuse. Yeah, he went to Syracuse. You feel me? So been watching you since then. And it's like, bro, you you have to understand that your time as a starter is up. Your time as a six man is now. You you could easily win. This is this is how the NBA is set up right now. LeBron could easily win MVP. Period. Because I see LeBron going to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they jail together. If they jail, could go to the finals. He'd go to his ninth straight, bro. And if he goes to his ninth straight, the narrative would change for so many minds. And I would and I would call out all the hypocrites. All of them. I'm calling out every last one of them. Because I'm telling you, he's going to win three titles. He's going to win three titles for LA. And y'all think I'm playing. Y'all really think I'm playing. This man is not bullshit. He's not chasing titles. He's just going to win three titles. Why? Because this man is a businessman at the end of the day. He ain't chasing titles. He's chasing, he chasing something else. I don't know what it is, but it ain't titles. He ain't trying to be. Everybody trying to compare him to Jordan because that's the only thing you can compare him to. That's the only man you can compare him to other than Magic. He low-key plays like Magic, but his intensity, his numbers are damn near better than anybody else's in, in, in NBA history. So... The only greatest player of all time that you can go, you know, compare him to is Michael. But I don't even like that comparison. You know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't even be comparing them to, but that's just me. This man, make, if he goes to a nine finals, nine straight, because I can see it. I can see it. Seriously. You have a younger team. They're more hungry. They're ready to go. You're going to train them. Then you have veterans. You have a great secondary and a great starting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if they can get it together over the. Listen, I seen cracks in Golden State last year or this past season. I seen cracks in them. I seen it. And it's like, OK, OK. I'm not saying they're not going to tighten up, but I'm saying they slowing down. They slowing down, and the West now has gotten so much deeper. It's gotten so much deeper now, and I'm ready for it. 
I'm ready for it. You have to understand who's really on what team. What I will say is the Cavs may actually make the playoffs without LeBron. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to give it a maybe. Colin Saxton is looking good. So maybe. And they just signed um, an extension for Kevin Love, like three, four years, $125 million. So maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. But I'm I'm not giving it too much credit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to push the envelope too much. But it, they may make it. I say about six, seven, between the six and eight seed. One of those. You know what I'm saying? So that's the NBA offseason, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going on. If you know anything else, let me know. Um, Demi Lovato, man. Let's pray for Demi Lovato. Uh, Demi Lovato is, well, was hospitalized, or I think still is hospitalized, um, because he reportedly had a drug overdose uh, from heroin. And Loki, this is not the first time Demi, and I'm a, uh, I've listened to Demi's music for a minute. Uh, I've been watching Demi since, you know, Disney Channel, uh, Camp Rock, you know what I'm saying, her and Joe Jonas and Nick, you know, the Jonas Brothers and everything. Uh, grew up with her, you know, through Disney Channel and everything like that. So, um, this is not the first time she's, and she's been openly in public about um, her her struggles with, you know, with drug addiction. And um, it's just, it just, it, it kind of kills you, you know what I'm saying? It kind of kills your spirit when you hear, you know, one of, you know, one of the people that you watch grow up, you know, Basically, your whole life, your whole teen, preteen to adult life is, you know, really, really going through it. So I just want to send that prayer out to her, um, even if it reaches her, even if it doesn't. Um, I just really hope she gets better. And everybody else that is really going through um, some type of the depression, mental illness or, you know, just understand that mental illness is, is it, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? I've I've suffered from depression and I have anxiety, like strong anxiety. You know what I'm saying? So. Self-care is a very important, it is so important um, to us, to everybody. And we have to take care of ourselves. And that means we have to decompress um, ourselves from the world for a minute and just relax. You know what I'm saying? Find something relaxing that you can do. And and sometimes that does not need to be um, picking up a needle or picking up a blunt or even picking up. I don't, I don't, you know, for me, y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't sit here and now my routine has changed. I don't sit here and smoke every day. You know what I'm saying? Like just to just to decompress. No, no, like working out is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like working out is my decompressor. Working out, like if I feel stressed, I work out five days a week. You know what I'm saying? Monday through Friday. It happens. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to find that balance. You have to. You have to find that balance. You have to be able to to sit here and honestly just filter out every all the bullshit that is happening in your mind because it can happen. It it can fuck you up. It can sit here and make you really just go bonkers and you don't want to have that. You don't want to feel like that. You don't you don't want to feel trapped in your own mind. So take that time for you. You know what I'm saying? If people get mad because they, you sitting here saying, no, I don't want to do nothing, then that's it. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Take that time for you. You take, the, listen, I can't go out today. I'm, I'm doing some self-care for me. And, you know, I'll see y'all, you know, when I see y'all. And and that's what it should be. You know, um, 
so to Demi, to to any star that's you know dealing with uh, the the things that Demi is dealing with, um, and then to Demi herself, uh, just self care, please. Um, I told y'all I don't I, I don't play when it comes to mental health or me- mental illness and self care. Um, I, I'm trying my best to do more for myself. Um, so trust me when I preach to y'all, I preach to me. I don't, I let it speak through me. Y'all I preach to you. I preach to, I preach prairie. I preach to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Even myself, I get it to me first. Like I listen to, like when I tell y'all listen to my podcast, like literally two or three times every week, you know what I'm saying? And for just the new episode, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because I always miss a message. Sometimes I always miss what I'm saying, you know? So I always listen to me. So just make sure that you are just doing it for you. You understand what I'm saying? Encourage you, push you first, because nobody's going to sit here and push you, you know, other than you, honestly, honestly. So make sure you are doing it for you. Make sure you are taking that time for you. All right. So just uh, let's make sure we're just praying for Demi Lovato. Uh, Just put a prayer up in the air for Um, also. Rest in peace to Naya uh, Wilson. Um, Naya Wilson was an 18-year-old black, beautiful black queen who literally, literally was killed point blank by a white man. I don't know how else to say that. I I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't really know how else to say she was legitimately stabbed in the neck by a white man for nothing. For nothing. She was walking up and the and a white man came behind her and literally stabbed her in the neck. What the gag is to me and what I think pisses me off a little bit more, even, not even a little bit more, a lot more, is that this man has mental illness issues and he's on the street. You understand what I'm saying? He has a lengthy... They, it was reported that he has a lengthy and lengthy case record that he's been charged for murder, that he's been charged for assault, that he's been char- And he's been mentally ill. And we have these people on the street. Now, I'm not saying... That we need to confine them into a box and keep them let, like hidden. However, this shit cannot continue. We need. Where are my psychiatrists? You understand what I'm saying? People who are able to counsel counselors. Do we not believe in counseling anymore? And I'm not even talking about. You know, just sitting there and 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 just talking to somebody. No, seriously, giving them your time, your energy, your effort. If you are that person, if you have that that spirit, we need more, y'all. Because we cannot continue having black women like Naya lost just because. She was killed in cold blood. And then the thing is, for me, nobody is saying nothing. Again, you see it on the shade room, but nothing has been done about it. You don't see nothing. 
You don't do nothing, but we were here for X, 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 Tentacion. Right? Everybody was here for X, 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 Tentacion. Where is everybody at now? You understand what I'm saying? Where are our priorities? What the fuck are we doing? Because what I'm not understanding is we're here for certain rappers and entertainers that sit here and die and we sit here and say, oh, it was a tragedy and oh, wow, you know, they meant so much to me. But when literally, literally, we get news or word that another one of our own got stabbed for no reason, killed. Not saying XXX got killed for 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 a reason because he shouldn't have got shot, right? But I've already said what I had to say about that topic. Listen to my episode back then. Listen to my episode. Two episodes back, I said it. His killing was for a reason. Because these young rappers are sitting here acting like everything is peaches, creams, and rainbows. And that you can sit here and talk about bloods and crips and not sit here and actually, literally think about the consequences about that. But nobody wanted to listen to me. But we have Naya right here, who literally didn't do nothing, who was a gift, a gift of joy and brings to society. Didn't, I don't know her. I don't. But obvious, but obviously, none of us. None of us really took the time to sit here and read about it, right? So when I sat here and read about it, it was real apparent to me that I seen all these stars, all these rappers, all these entertainers who literally sat here and promoted XXX Tentacion. But when it came to my girl Naya, who literally got stabbed in the neck by a white man for no reason, no love, right? And that's what pisses me off. Is where are your prior where are our priorities, people? Where are our priorities? First of all, no no child should be killed. 2018, nothing. Let me make that frank. No child should be killed. But first of all, we need to sit here and be for everybody. If we're gonna be for XXX, we need to be for Naya as well. Because it's ridiculous on how so little so little of y'all can sit here and promote, oh, XXX, he was my dog. That was my dog when you probably didn't even know the little motherfucker. Sorry. When you probably didn't even know him for real. When you didn't even know who he was for real. When you didn't even know. When you didn't even listen to his music. Some of y'all will sit, literally you can go to some, some of y'all pages. When he was living and y'all will sit here and criticize him. I criticized him to his death. I'm not about to switch up. Was his death? Was his death a mourning? Absolutely. But I looked at it in a different light. And I told you that. This right here, this right here, though, night, was a killing. This was a murder. This was a murder. And 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 I'm looking at this these these entertainers, celebrities who who are sitting here, and I'm sitting, and I'm reading the comments in the shade room. Oh my God, prayer hands, prayer hands, prayer hands. But this, where's the repos, right? Where's the repos? 
Where's the, where's the, you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't get it. So I just, I really, for me, just wanted to sit here and get into, I didn't even want to go that far. <laughs> I didn't even want to go that far, but it was just, man, I'm a, uh, yeah. I, I was just through. Excuse me, y'all. Man. Trying to appear later, hopefully. Sorry, y'all. I was texting. I was texting. My bad. But let's get into, because um, now y'all, done, I done got hot. <laughs> I done got hot and shit. Um, so let's get into OBJ. Um, so Odell Beckham Jr., man, you know he plays for the New York Giants and everything. Odell Beckham Jr. got baptized. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. got baptized. I have to I have to give, give him a round of applause for that one. You know? Like that, was, that, really, that really warmed my heart. That really warmed my heart to see um, this man get baptized. So that, that was really dope. I, I really wanted to um, just shout him out for that, uh, but I think he he also went out and um, uh, had and partied and everything. You know, they had pictures up and everything on the shade room and everywhere on on social media. So I'm like, oh okay, let that man live. But shout out to OBJ for getting baptized. Um, trying to find. Let's see. Let's talk about love and hip hop Hollywood. Okay, now loving hip hop Hollywood, you know that's with Ray J and um, Ray J's wife. I forgot her name, Lord. Princess Love. There we go. Princess and uh, K Michelle now, and Keisha Cole's not on there anymore, and um, Lyrica and A One and their moms. And, you know all of them people. So I watched the uh, first episode. Of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And let me first say that I love Kate Michelle and that I've been listening to her music for a long time. And I'm a big fan. And that I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. Actually, not sorry, but I love you still. And I hope you take this in the greatest way possible. What the fuck are you even doing back on loving hip hop? Honestly, I'm dead ass serious. Like, I'm going to give you the Erica Mena treatment. Literally. It, and you didn't even do it. And, and see, this is going to be a little bit different. Because you sat here and you went and got off all love and hip I got your own show. Canceled that one. Be- became the face of Jack Daniels. Became, like, you became the face of Jack Daniels. So, got, your own, got your own line of Jack Daniels. Um... Liquor, like Southern Peach, you know what I'm saying? Like the little coolers, like you have your own brand of them. You're the fa- you're one of the faces. You're the first, I think, the only black black person to be the face, and the first black woman. That's big and that's huge. You have you have your restaurant, which is doing great. So what I don't understand, Miss Michelle, Miss Kimberly, is why the hell you are back on this platform. For what is it? It must be for the coins. Got to be for the coins. It must be for the coins. It is always. It always is for the coins. But what I don't understand is 
Why? Why are you back with the theatrics? I don't want that K. I don't want that. I don't like seeing that Kimberly. I don't want that K, Michelle. I don't even want you on the show. And it makes me, I, I don't even want to watch the show because you're on there because I don't want to see you on there because you're fucking better than that. You understand what I'm saying? You're better than fucking love and hip hop. And I'm not saying, actually, yes, I am. I'm saying that a lot of people on that show need love and hip hop. They need that platform so they can eat, so they can get their money up. You have that, hun. So what I don't understand is why are you sitting here giving us nothing? You're giving just love and hip hop Atlanta K. You're talking about, oh, this is a new Kimberly. No, it's not. You understand what I'm saying? So, Kimberly, I don't like you on this show just because you're acting the same way. You're acting like you're back in Atlanta, and I don't like that. So, still love you. We'll continue to listen to your music. I'm a big fan, and I would love you to come on the show. But, nah. I don't like you on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, period. Um, What I'm excited, though, however, she did spill a lot of tea. Okay, she did spill a lot of tea, and I was sipping while I was watching. You know what I'm saying? And, yo. Um. Let me tell you, I think A1 is going to beat the fuck out of Safari. Safari's going to die. Safari, you are one man who has a hit list on him. You have a target on your back. (laughs) Like on your back, bruh. And it is wild to me that you are still living by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. But I hope you didn't. I hope you even didn't entertain the fact of Lyrica, bro. I hope you didn't. I really hope you didn't because A1 jumped over that table like he was a. Listen, he jumped over that table so quick. I thought he was about to literally strangle you and throw you in a ditch eight feet down and literally bury your ass. Like that's how that's how intense. That trailer was that even that preview of that scene. He said, did you have sex with my wife? Everybody looked so far. Like he smiled and so far as smiling. All you seen was a one hop. He didn't leap. He hopped or at a table was at least that table was at least about five, 10 feet off the ground. Right. About, about, about five, 10 feet off the ground. Bye bye. My man leaped. He he hopped. He said, ah, "All you seen was Safari back up, bro. Safari don't want no games. He don't want no problems with nobody. But he needs to stop if he doing it, okay? But all this other candy actors drama, I ain't here for it. But hey, go check out Love and Hip Hop Mondays at eight on uh, VH1. Boop." <laughs> Uh, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else we got? So, Trump. You know, we don't like to talk about him. We're not going to talk about him long. So, I want to give, I want to drop a bomb for two men, or actually the men, the man, uh, who vandalized Donald Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I mean, he he destroyed that shit. 
He destroyed it. And that's why I said not all heroes wear capes. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a hero for me. He literally vandalized it. Turned his First of all, he vandalized it. Broke, like, literally smashed it up. Turned himself in to the, to the, to the police. The man who vandalized it, I think, the first time, bailed the second man out. That's love. That's love. Do you hear me? That is love. And I just want to give y'all a round of applause real quick. Because that's love like a mother. For real. That's that's real love. Like, you don't do that. You don't get to see that. Anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is heroism. You know, because obviously we can't we can't shoot you. We can't hurt you. So obviously we just gonna we just gonna hurt you. We just gonna hurt you other some other ways. And you, you know, Hollywood, you know, you start on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Boom. Vandalize that. Vandalize anything that say Donald Trump. Period. That's what I think. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not it's, listen. Forty five. And Loki, I'm scared that he might win in the second term. But that's neither here nor there. Lord Jesus. But MVP of the week this week. So listen, Daddy's Dope. So if you are not in the Grand Rapids area um, and you don't know what Daddy's Dope is, you need to get hip. Do you hear me? You need to get hip. Daddy's Dope is by far the best. By far the best. And I'm saying this to you right now and anybody can fight me. Anybody can fight me, and I mean anybody can fight me. The best cookies I have ever had, period. I mean, these cookies are so good. They're so soft. They don't. They, I need some right now. That's how I'm feeling. Daddy's Dough um, is started by Marcus Wright, who was a great mentor to a lot of us at Grand Valley State University. Um, He worked for Grand Valley. Uh, while he was still doing, uh, making cookies and everything. Um, and they, him and his wife and his two kids literally decided to start this business and they are doing the damn thing. Do you hear me? Um, literally they started just doing little events at Grand Valley and then it grew, you know what I'm saying? And I think it was way before that, but I remember them coming just to Grand Valley and I remember doing, having, um, their cookies at our graduation and uh our black graduation and it was i mean i think the cookies went before all the other food i think everybody went for cookies first like we had chicken wings and like mac and cheese and all that good stuff i think everybody went to the cookie section first and got cookies then came back and got food like the cookies if you weren't in the cookie line it was a wrap like it was like cookies, wings, everything else. You know what I'm saying? And when I tell you, Marcus and his wife have done an amazing job just on their marketing, their PR, just bringing so much love into this 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 cookie industry, this cookie empire that they're growing so fast, and it's literally all over Grand Rapids. Damn, they're all over West Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So don't be surprised if you go into Meyer or Walmart and you see Daddy's Dough sitting there in the next couple months because they're gonna be there. Period. Because they're at every literally market every week, like damn near every day. I know they're at the G uh, when they uh, when GVSU has their. Uh, little um market sales uh you know grocery markets in the parking lot i know they're there you know what i'm saying they're there every damn week 
So I just want to give the MVP of the week to daddies, though, because literally, and I said it too, you can fight me, bro. Fight me. Come to my house. They are the best cookies I've ever had. I need the chocolate chocolate boys and the oatmeal cream pies. Do you hear? I need an oatmeal cream pie and a chocolate chocolate. So Marcus, you know, if you want to send a batch of brother away, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can hit you with my address. I won't say it over the mic. But, you know, just hit me up through Facebook, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Daddy's Dough, definitely go and try them cookies. I think they have it to where now they're actually, um, I don't know if they're catering now. I don't I don't know yet. I, I got to get that more information to y'all. But make sure y'all go, if, if you see them out, you know, in a, uh, at a market, downtown market or, um, any market that you see, and if you see daddy's dough, try their cookies. Go. Definitely. Period. Don't play with it. Um, so we don't have a biggest loser for the week. I was going to put Floyd and fifth Floyd and 50 cent. That's who I almost forgot to talk about the main people. See, they, there we go. See, God always has a plan. You know what I'm saying? You always have to look at the plan. Listen, biggest losers of the week, 50 versus Floyd Mayweather. Now, before I get into this, 50, I don't want the strap. I ain't trying to hear it. You feel me? However, y'all need to quit this beef. Whatever y'all doing right now, y'all need to quit it. Okay? Quit this shit today. Like, it isn't... it didn't got out of hand. Like it was funny for a minute, and 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 it was. It was funny for a minute, but then it got real out of hand. Y'all started, you know, putting out personal shit and personal, more personal shit. Like just let it go, guys. So y'all gotta get my biggest loser of the week. I don't want to, but y'all are my biggest losers of the week because y'all just continuing this beef, and it's not even funny no more. It's not even funny. Like it was, it was, it, it was like okay, oh oh. Uh-oh, he coming for power. He coming for his, his money. He coming. Now we coming for wives and girlfriends and sons and daughters and shit. Okay, chill, bro. Chill. I'm looking. I'm literally looking at my, uh, I'm looking at my screen like, yikes. So, guys, I don't want to give it to you, but I have to give it to you. So, just, just, just stop the beef. Okay, I don't even think y'all eat beef for real. So just stop, just stop the beef, all right? All right, guys, so we're going to take a break, and then we will be back with the second half of the show. I'll have my special guest, Garrett Riley, a.k.a. Motif, on for the second half of the show. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. We will be back. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 42. And we are here with the second half of the show now. See, we were supposed to have an interview with Garrett Riley, a.k.a. Motif, um, but he just canceled on me at the last minute. And um, yeah, so um, can't say that I'm happy about it, you know what I'm saying, but shit happens, however, let me let this be known really quickly, um, if I set up a time with you, or we set up an interview, especially a week ahead of time, I run a business, um, and like I said, I know shit happens, but if I set up something a week ahead of time with you, 
um, even two weeks ahead of time with you and we lock it in with a time, that's what it should be. So if anything happens to pop up, I need constant communication. Let me say that one more time. Constant communication. So if you want to co-host, if you want to come on here and do an interview, if you want to come on here and just, just come on here and just do whatever, you and I sit here and I'm very professional with you because... You know, a lot of us sit here and we use social media as the new email and everything like that. So I do email, social media, everything, no matter which platform you're on. So all I'm saying is make sure that we are punctual and make sure that we are in constant communication. I run a business, people. I don't play about this. Okay. So, yes, Garrett Riley. AKA Motif will not be coming on for the second half of the show. However, that does not mean the show does not go on. We're going to switch the whole topic because why we're going to make lemons out of, we're going to take, we're, we're going to squeeze these lemon juices out and make lemonade. God damn it. We're, that, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to switch the whole vibe of it, right? We're not going to be too serious today because you know what? A season is coming. Oh, it's everybody's favorite season. Everybody's favorite season is on the way. And I think we know what season that is. I've talked about this before. Come on now, guys. Cuffing season is coming up. Oh, snap. Uh Uh-oh. Cuffing season. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Oh, cuffing season. Now, For those of you who are new to the show and um, haven't really listened to the show, Cuffing Season is, Cuffing Season was probably one of my favorite episodes. It was one of my favorite episodes to break down um, because I wanted people to understand what Cuffing Season really was. And during last year, you know, when I mentioned Cuffing Season and when I broke down Cuffing Season, I told people, I said, listen, I'm trying to give you the keys and the jewels to actually, you know not get really involved in cuffing season for real because cuffing season is not the season for you to be in a relationship. It's just for you to, you know, it's cold outside and you know, you need somebody to snuggle up with. You need somebody to sit here and babe, I need to be warm. Can you come cuddle? It's cuddle weather. It's cuddle season. It's time, right? So, so I've talked about, um, how cuffing season has become a literally social stigma or a social norm in our society now, right? And like everything else, it's being reinvented, reshaped, reformed, repackaged, and everything like that. So cuffing season was never a big thing, right? It was it was, it was never like a big, big deal for a minute. You know, you would see, um, you know, different situationships as we like to call them now we see different situationships uh forming you know during the august month let, let me just before we get into that let me break down the schedule of uh of cuffing season my I okay let me break down the schedule for cuffing season. god i pulled up the schedule you know what i'm saying you know they have a, a new schedule every year you know cuffing season schedule so from August 1st to 31st, now cuffing season does start August 1st. It's coming up really, really fast. Summer is about to be on, people. You know, I talked to my grandma and I was like, you know what, Granny? I said, hey, and my grandma is fine too. She's 60 something, looking like she's 40 something, Lord Jesus. But listen, I talked to my grandma. I was like, Grandma, listen, 
you know, summer is about to be over. We ain't really had no summer in Grand Rapids for real. And I'm sitting here like, you know, summer. She was like, no, 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 no. We got one more month. We got one more month of summer. Don't, don't put that on us yet. I was like, okay, you know what? Okay, you're right. You're right. But I also have to be, <laughs> I also have to be real with myself and know this Grand Rapids weather. You know what I'm saying? And know this West Michigan weather. You understand what I'm saying? And being in West Michigan for about the five to six years that I've been here, West Michigan really doesn't have a summer, summer for real. We have like maybe week, weeks, maybe we had, this summer we've probably had maybe like two weeks of pure summer. Y'all have to understand, I'm a Florida boy. Right, born in Florida, um, partially you could say raised in Florida. Every every summer up until my dad's passing when I was twelve, I would go to Florida to see him every summer. So you could say I was partially raised in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like I loved going outside barefoot. Still do. Still do. Don't like shoes for real. I would love going outside barefoot. You know what I'm saying? And just you know going out and feeling the melanin on my skin. You know what I'm saying? Feeling that hot air, the humidity, the humidity. Yes, Jesus. Yes, okay. Because the humidity, right? You you had no clothes on. You feel me? I walk out with drawers. Just straight drawers. You feel me? Just straight shorts with no drawers. You understand what I'm saying? So I come to you. You get to Michigan and you get to West Michigan. People, people from the South, when they come to West Michigan, they're like, "Oh no, this is wild." I'm like, "Yeah, this, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't what you, you know, what you bargain for." So when we think about cuffing season, right? Cuffing season is not the time during the summer, right? Right, and we're going to get into that, right? Because right now we are coming to the end of the side nigga season. Now I did say this. Right. I did say this, I think, about a couple episodes ago. Side nigga season has been in effect since like May. Right. Even though the weather hasn't said side nigga season, it's been side nigga season. Understand me? So side nigga season is basically when cuffing season ends and cuffing season ends um, around the time of like April-ish, you know, March, April-ish, you know, May is when everybody starts to get single for real. If you were in the cuffing season season, you're now single and you're now looking for new, you're, you're spreading your oats now. You understand what I'm saying? You're, 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 you're spreading your wings like a, a true butterfly. You understand what I'm saying? So now, I, I, like I said, it's a new year. It's a, you know, fresh new start. You know what I'm saying? So I, let me let me just give you the schedule for cuffing season. Now, from August 1st to August 31st is your scouting, right? You 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 start to scout. Now 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 let me say this: cuffing season cuffing season is gender neutral. Okay, any and everybody can be a part of cuffing season. Now that does not mean any and everybody needs to be a part of cuffing season. I'm just saying that every and any and everybody can be a part of cuffing season. That doesn't mean you need to be. However, getting back. <laughs> um, so scouting. Scouting happens from August 1st to, 30, um, to the 31st. So, you know, that's when, um, you know, all the schools are coming back. You know, we have to get back into that mode of, oh, shit, you know, summer is 
kind of coming to an end, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't get that long of summer, you know? So summer is now coming to an end. It's time for me to scout out my boo, right? So this is where you you have a list, right? You go out and you scout and you sit here and you find maybe 10 or 15 males or females who you feel can probably be your main for the wintertime, right? For the whole winter. You understand what I'm saying? So you get there and you're scouting, you're looking. And then by the by September, by the time we come back, you know, we get into that mode by September 1st. By September 1st, that's when you should be drafting. Understand? You should be drafting up who are you about to pick in the first round, the second round, the third round. You know what I'm saying? Who are your top five in the first round? Who's your top maybe five in the second round? And if you got a third round, who's your top five there? But usually, usually when it comes to cover season, you don't have a third round. Usually. You just have a first and a second round, more than likely. Now, if you have a third round, you balling. You know what I'm saying? Or you just you just doing too much. One of the two. One, <laughs> either one of the two. You 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 you're just doing too much. But when it comes to that, now you're drafting. Now you have to draft your top ten to fifteen, right? You have scouted out maybe fifteen to twenty um, ladies or men who you feel as though okay, I like this person. You're giving out your phone number and your Snapchats and your Insta snaps and you know you're DMing. What's up? How you doing? Because you know when you get, especially when you get back to college. Right, especially in that college environment, you know, you're looking for new. Listen, right, especially in the doubt. Listen, I don't hold it against grown people either, like grown, grown, right? Coverage is happens, right? So now you're in the drafting process. Now you're drafting up who are your five to ten, who are going to be that five to ten that I draft that's going to be with me, right? That I see who's going to play on my team. Right, who's going to sit here and ride for me, try to get me to the playoffs and to the ship. Right? All right. So drafting happens from September 1st, basically all the all, all throughout. All through, right? All through. So then you have tryouts. Oh, now you can't just be on the team without trying out because listen. Lesson. Now you have to try out. You have to see who is going to be on your team. Now this is like the NBA. This is like the NFL. You have to have training camp. <laughs> you have to have training camp, right? Who's go- who's going to make that? You understand? Know you done drafted up your roster. The people that you have scouted. If those in that in that maybe twenty. You 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 drafted 10, right? So now in that 10 that you drafted, now you have to put them to tryouts, right? And tryouts can be anything. Tryouts can be sex, dating, you know, maybe not even dating, you know, taking them out on dates, hanging out, going to parties, um, chilling, getting coffee, you know, relaxing, watching Netflix and chilling, um, just cautioning you with the Netflix and chilling. Don't take it overboard. Um, you're going to mess up the draft. Um, because I feel like if you push it, if you push it too much, right? If you if you push the envelope, right? And when you're in the, the tryout season, if you push the envelope too much, then that your draftee is going to believe that he or she is a team player, right? 
they're already the MVP of your team. They already own your team. When you don't have anybody on your team, you're just trying it out, right? You're just sitting here just trying a sample, right? Okay, so then we get, so that happens from basic the whole month of October, right? So let's recap real quick, right? Recap, so scouting is from the 1st to the 31st of August, right? That's your whole scouting month. You scout, you don't you don't you don't sit here and draft during that month. You scout. And that doesn't mean you just look every day, right? You don't look every day. Because if you're looking every day, you have a problem. Right? If you're scouting every day, you have a problem. I'm telling you that now. But you scout, you look for those 15 to 20. You know what I'm saying? Who you could potentially draft. And then September you get to the draft. Oh, boom. I'm gonna draft you. I think I bang with you. You get that five to ten. Then your real tryouts come. And like I said, I gave you a whole numerical list <laughs> of ways of trying out. And like I said, don't take those too far. Because that man or woman who is on the tryout, who is in that training camp, is going to believe or assume that because you took it overboard, you A, like them a lot more, right? They're the MVP of the squad already, and they're on your team when you haven't even literally even decided who's going to be on your team right now. When your preseason starts, and your preseason, people, starts in November. You understand what I'm saying? So that is where... You officially get your team together. You get your team together. You find out who is on your team. Now, cuffing season has definitely sprouted a lot more since last year. I remember last year when I talked about having one woman or man on your, you know, on your team in cuffing season. I still believe that, right? Now, after that, when the preseason happens, when the tryouts happen, actually, I missed some things. When tryouts happen, you get to your, your top five, your top ten, and you have to narrow it down to three by the preseason, right? You have to narrow it down to about three. Now, a lot of y'all will not do this. A lot of y'all will, you know, try to allow yourself to have, you know, multiple MVPs on your team. And I'm not saying that. It's not possible, but we're going to get into that in a minute. You understand what I'm saying? So if you go the one route, right, it's more so if you sit here and when you break it down, you have to have one, right? Initially, you have to have one. So now you have maybe five people on your team now. Try out. They didn't. They really didn't cut it after they drafted. You know, so you just cut five people. So now you got five more people, right? You got five, five of your top, and now you're like, oh snap! Sorry, y'all, my microphone fell. <laughs> so now you're like, oh snap! Okay, bet. Um, let's get. Let's see what these top five do in the preseason. By your, by the cuffing season start. Literally the start start date in December 1st, you should only have one, maybe two if you can rock it, but only one, right? And that is where you have to find out 
who is going to be a part of your team? Who is going to ride for you for the duration through December to damn near April? Now, here, now that that now that is the socially um educated <laughs> uh breakdown of cuffing season. Now let me give it to you real, right? Not 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 saying that I didn't give it to you real, but let me just give it to you for real, for real. Now, cuffing season really starts in August, of course, right? However, when we start cuffing season in August, what most of us, god damn, microphone is going through it today. What most of us fail to realize in cuffing season is, um, is that we find out that feelings get attached very, very early, you know? And just like technology, it has advanced. Cuffing season has advanced itself. It has become a more socially, um, how can I say, socially, damn, I had the word in my head, shit. It's become more socially appropriated. It's being uh, definitely accepted. There we go. Socially accepted. A lot more socially accepted than it was last year. Definitely. So now that we have, you know, have this grasp of cuffing season, here are the do's and the don'ts for cuffing season. Okay. I don't think a lot of you should even try to even attempt to do cuffing season at all at all I don't think I don't think you should why because honestly guys I don't feel like a lot of you are ready now personally for me and I and I said this in my uh my uh, a couple episodes actually some episodes back maybe like episode like 20 something I said it I said it back then I said um I was not getting into cuffing season last year. It wasn't happening. Why? Because all the people that I warned of cuffing season that year, I literally warned them. I said, literally, if you cuff, if you go into cuffing season like this, it's going to not end well. And for most of those people, it didn't end well. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I was chilling. Right, I chilled out because I knew what cuffing season was. I knew what this. I knew when we entered the season, I knew what that season meant. Right, and I'm not here to cuff you, baby. Not here. Right. So let's talk about it. When we sit here and we decide to, you know, make that one person, whether man or woman, you know what I'm saying. Whether we make that, when we decide to make that one person the, a situationship, because like I've said before, when you're in cuffing season, um, you're not in a relationship. You're in a situationship. Why? Because you're not starting off getting to know one another when it comes to cuffing season. You're starting, you're, 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 you're just trying to get to see, okay, can I dig you on like a 
uh, a sexual level? Can I dig you maybe just a little bit personally? But I'm not trying to open up for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? But we can vibe. We can vibe. If we got a good vibe and you and you know we can get and we got some good sex, then shit, we can we got a cuff. The thing is, right? During the months of cuffing season, you forget that it get cold. It gets cold, right? And when it gets cold, you start to cuddle. And when you start to cuddle, you start to open up. <gasps> oh my god! You start to open up. You start to open up your feelings. The things that you didn't want to happen during cuffing season, you start to let happen you start to be vulnerable oh no you start to open up your mind oh no you start to open up your heart oh hell no now you're scared right now now you're scared but you but but low-key you're pushing that to the back of your mind because this this feels good right now for right now this feels good this feels amazing you don't want to sit here and let this go the dick is amazing. The pussy is amazing. Everything right now is amazing. You don't want to let it go. Then what happens? Then what happens? Then, Devontae, what happens? Oh, the weather starts to get nice around March, April. You know, and um, we still... Come on now. Let, let's not act like we don't know. The weather starts to get nice around that time. Right? The weather. The weather. See, the weather changes the perspective of a lot of weak-minded individuals who sit here and decide that cuffing season is the route that they need to take. Right? And I'm not saying that everybody who does cuffing season is weak-minded. However, if you allow yourself to go through cuffing season and be that person who caught feelings... When you have basically maybe explained to, you know, your situationship partner that, you know, I just, I just want to vibe and I just want to just chill, you know, maybe friends with benefits type thing. That's what, that's what cuffing season is. It's friends with benefits, but you forget, we, we forget so soon that friends with benefits that literally you catch feelings, but then we don't want to put those feelings to the side because if somebody sits here and says, oh, I call feelings, uh uh-oh, nobody want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. No, nobody wants to hear that you caught feelings. Nobody wants to hear that you done sat here and, you know, we're, 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 Now it's not just going to be sex anymore. No. It's going to be different now. But see, the thing with cuffing season is that when it comes to the March-April time, you can tell, you can definitely tell who was in cuffing season, and I will continuously say this, who did it right. Now, this is what I mean by doing it right. Cuffing season has no apparent, like, stigma if you are literally getting to know the person that you really are liking. Cuffing season has no, like, 
side nigga season, cover season, all these social stigmas, all these social um, accepted uh, norms now have no boundary to you if you and your significant other are literally doing it right. And what that means is trying to be friends first, right? Understanding that being friends first is where you need to be, not fucking and sucking and and slanging and dangling first, then... Listen, this is how our generation sees it right now. This is where our world is going right now, right? Especially in America. You understand what I'm saying? Especially American culture, when it comes right now, this is this is how it this is how this is how it goes. Now it's the friendship part of everything is gone. The friendship side to everything is apparently gone. Like you can't be friends anymore with a woman as a man or you can't be friends with a woman with a man without somebody sitting there saying oh my god y'all look good together or oh my god are y'all together no this is my homie you feel me i low-key try to break that stigma because that's a norm now you just can't be friends with a girl or you just can't be friends with a guy you feel what i'm saying you can't do that so here's my my thing is we skip over the friendship and get straight to the fucking and sucking and dangling and slanging. You know what I'm saying? Then we get to the dating. Then we get to the situationship because you're not in a relationship. Why? Because then after about a couple months, you get toxy-turvy. Yeah. And then you start to sit here and wonder, why the fuck did I even date you? Then he or she ends up breaking your heart. Oh, now we have two May savages. You understand what I'm saying? Now we have two people who are hurt beyond compare and have sat here and two broken hearts that don't even know how to communicate for real. That's the problem with cuffing season. That's the problem with friends with benefits is that we don't even know how to communicate for real. That's a problem with our generation, for real. My generation, for real, as as millennials, as we want to call ourselves, and for the next generation below us. Hell, even for the generation above me. There's a problem here, people. And the crazy thing is, I looked up to the generation above me because y'all did it right. Y'all were friends first. Then y'all got to the dating. Then y'all got to the fucking sucking and slanging and dangling. Then y'all got to the fiance. Then we got to, you know what I'm saying? It was levels. It was levels. And it took time. Now, cuffing season equals instant gratification. Or, I'm sorry, switch that. Instant gratification equals cuffing season, right? We don't want to take the time to actually get to know somebody. See, we want to know their 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 vaginas and their penises, right? We want to see what's underneath their clothing first. You understand what I'm saying? We want to see what's underneath, what you look like. We're, we're focused on appearance. See, we're focused on the wrong type of shit. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that does not mean I don't get my freak on, right? That does that doesn't mean I don't that doesn't mean I'm telling you not to get your freak on. That doesn't that's not me saying, listen, go live your best life. But what I'm saying is when you get to that point of, okay, I'm looking or I'm trying to find or I'm letting God bring that to me, 
You literally have to reshape you. Period. The way we maneuver out here when it comes to dating and trying to get somebody or not even trying to get somebody, trying to maybe vibe with them and date them. Dating them means maybe taking them out for coffee and getting to know them. Getting, being their friend first. I want to be a friend first. Well, first of all, for me, if you make it too easy for me, and you tell me, oh, I'm about to just let you get in my drawers. And the girl tell me that, I don't even want it. Why? Because now you done made it too easy. I, I, I know anybody can get up in that now. You make it too easy for, listen, if somebody makes it too easy for you, that's, that's wild. You should already know that's a no-no. Okay? Literally. So when we come to cuffing season, cuffing season is a socially accepted norm now that literally I just want y'all to be aware of. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, not try- I'm, not, I'm definitely not trying to tell y'all to stop it because you're, you're not going to stop it. I'm, I'm literally going to see it all year. All the, this next fiscal school year, I'm going to see it. Literally. Even me being in my secluded little space that I am. I'm definitely going to hear it, see it, talk about it, all that good stuff. That is why I'm sitting here letting you know the parameters and what you could possibly get into and not get into. And I'm saying this to say that all of us don't need to do cuffing season. Trust me, I did cuff. When I tell you I am 100 plus days celibate and I am not even trying to be celibate. Listen, I pray. Let me just give myself a hand clap of praise for that. Okay? Because I don't know about y'all. But that's Sex to me is not even a big thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I can get it. I know I can get I definitely know I can get it. it, it it's just not. It, it's for everybody now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not secret it's not not obtainable it's not it's so easy and when you make it so easy for me i'm like nah i want i like women who give me a challenge i like women who do that i love that let me be your friend first allow allow us to be friends first that's what i mean by doing it right allow us to make levels you feel what i'm saying because i've already been down them roads i fucked up previous relationship listen Come on now. I've been through cuffing season. That's why I can talk about it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I've been side nigga. That's why I can talk about it. So I'm telling y'all to tell y'all not all of y'all need to do cuffing season. First of all, everybody don't need to be doing cuffing season. But I know most of you are. I know most of you are going to do it. Because instant gratification equals cuffing season. We want it instant. We need somebody to hold that now. You better hold that pillow. We need somebody to touch that now. You better touch that cover. We need somebody to rub our booties and rub our backs. And Well, you better get a damn massager. Okay, you better get a butt scratcher and call it a day. You hear me? And I'm not, and, and, and it's just, it's jokes, but I'm serious. 
You know what I'm saying? If you are not really in tune with you first, how? How? You understand what I'm saying? How can you even try to be in tune with somebody else? Even trying to be cuffed, quote unquote, in a situation, quote unquote, with somebody else. Because you know you're going to catch feelings and you know that's not what you wanted to do. So I advise those who easily catch feelings during this season that's coming up because we we are probably two, three days away. I advise you to reevaluate what you're going to do for cuffing season. Reevaluate yourself. Go, don't do it so, you know, don't, don't, don't do it so abruptly. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, just wait a minute, you know, you know, it's, it's going to be all right. Just, just relax. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't go ahead and drop it low on every stick and don't put all your sticks in every damn, um, you know, starter ignition, you know what I'm saying? Don't press, don't press the start all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's too quick, you know, but live your best life at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm just warning you. That's all. So thank you for coming on. (laughs) Oh my God. So I just want to thank everybody for kicking it with me. Um, I know this show was kind of wild, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have what we needed to have. But like I said, you turn lemons into lemonade. And that's what we have to do. You know what I'm saying? I get hit with stuff like this. I can maneuver. So I want to thank everybody, you know, like I said, for kicking it with me. Um, let's see. What do we have coming up? August is coming, guys. Literally, it's 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 coming right around the corner. Summer, like I said, has literally rushed by us. Um, so... I hope that a lot of you have gotten your goals down for 2018 so far because we are going into the eighth month of 2018. Oh, my God. You understand what I'm saying? Like 2018 is almost over. So I hope y'all got them goals down. Like I said, I've gotten about half to um, at least uh, three quarters of my goals completed Um, so I'm super pumped about that. So I hope that everybody has their goals completed. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I hope you guys check out my blog post, my other blog post, um, by my weight loss journey. Um, I'll be doing another blog post this upcoming Friday. Um, so check out that on my website, www.tyronzahicks.com. You can click the Devante's world tab and just check out some blog posts from there. And then, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think that's it, man. Like I said, if you would love to co-host, I don't have a problem with co-hosts coming on my show. I just like punctuality and communication. Communication. Uh, Communication. God. Communication. Lord Jesus. So, if you would like to co-host with me, just go on my uh, website, hit the... um, Hit the about Devonte tab and go down to and scroll down to the bottom and uh, let's network, man. Let's network. Let's let's talk. Let's talk some business and we can do that. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate everybody, all my listeners around the world. Listen, I want to say thank you so much for making the opinionated brother what it is right now. Um, my one year anniversary is coming up super fast and I'm super, 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 super duper excited. Um, I'm probably going to go out um, in Grand Rapids and just have a ball that night. Uh, maybe make a Snapchat filter. And um, if you would like to come out, just let me know. 
uh, hit me up in the DM, hit me up in the messages. Uh, like I said, my phone is off right now. So just hit me up on any social media platform. Um, I'm down, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, a year in podcasting and I just cannot believe it. You know what I'm saying? It will be a year um, in August. So I'm super, super, super duper excited to celebrate that um, with everybody. So I appreciate all the love from all of you guys everywhere around the world, like it, sometimes I just have to take it in. Sometimes I cry, man, because everybody, because people are listening to me, you know, no matter whether you agree or disagree, I don't, you know, sit here and, you know, try to make people like what I'm saying or try to agree with what I'm saying. It's just to start a conversation. And, you know, sometimes it's all jokes, but sometimes we do get serious. So I do appreciate everybody for constantly listening to my uh, my, 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 my old listeners, to my new listeners, to everybody that comes on and listens. I appreciate you. I love you. And I thank you so, 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 so much. We will be back next week with a jam packed show, of course. And I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Peace.